Hello, this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottagecore Life. It's good to be back. We haven't talked for a while, and I wanted to catch you just before the season for what I'm about to talk to you about passes us by. Today we're going to talk about magnolia. You know, they're really pretty pink flower petals, and then toward the next part of the season when they begin the fall they are the curse of every landscaper because they're brown like banana peels but we want to catch them before they do that and in specificity we're going to be catching the leaves as well as the petals so take out your big book of stuff and turn to your herbal section and listen up because this is going to be fun this is going to be doable And this is definitely going to be something you want to try yourself. Are you ready? Let's get started. You've seen them everywhere, those beautiful magnolia trees. I'm talking about if you're here in Michigan. And of course, if you're in the South, you've probably seen them too. It's a very accessible tree because oftentimes, unless it's been trimmed in a certain way, almost anyone can go up and pick the petals. They're in the front yard usually, or sometimes in the backyard. And they're kind of like the solution to having a showy masterpiece of flowers without having to dig in the dirt because they are growing on trees. But did you know they're edible? That's right, those magnolia petals are edible and guess what else is edible you can use those leaves in soup oh yeah oh yeah you've got some stuff you can do here a lot of stuff you can do here so let's talk about the petals first okay because that's the first thing that most people think of when they see magnolia and I think the easiest way to start would be to make the simplest thing you can make so let's get ready to talk about that The first thing I want you to think about is sugar cookies. Aren't they really cool? I love sugar cookies because sugar cookies, especially the simple dough, you can make sugar cookies taste like anything. You can put chips in them. You can put little meltables in them. You can put anything you want into a basic sugar cookie just about and it will be fine because sugar cookies are very adaptable. And there's so many sugar cookie recipes out there. We're not going to do that today. We're not going to give you a sugar cookie recipe today. I might another day. But you can find one. They have them on allrecipes.com. They're everywhere. So find the sugar cookie recipe you like. And we'll get to the next part. And that part is incorporating magnolia petals into sugar cookies. To make magnolia sugar cookies. Now listen. Before we go any further, it really comes down to, are you making these from scratch? Are you making these from the tube? If you're making them from those pre-made tubes of of cookie dough, this will not work the same way. I'm going to let you know now. So if you're doing that, what you're going to do is take your magnolia petals, 
soak them in water to clean them, and then you're going to basically chop them up and mince them because they're succulent. Well, they're, they're not really a succulent, but you know what I mean. They're fleshy. And you could embed the pieces into the cookie dough and bake it like you normally would. But if you're making them from scratch, here's something you can do. You can take those magnolia petals and in a, a nice jar, a clean sterile jar, you can put sugar and layer the petals with the sugar and do that and let it sit there for about a day. Now, when I'm saying layering, I'm saying about uh, about a half inch of sugar and then you put fill it with magnolia petals and another thick layer of sugar, about a half inch, and you just keep layering it until it's all the way to the top and you set it in the side to, to the, in the dark for a day. By the next day, the sugar will taste like magnolias. It will smell like magnolias. And you probably think it'll taste sweet, but I've got a surprise for you. Magnolias have a bit of a bite to them. They're a little perky. Um, they're not really pepper. They're not really ginger. They have their own kind of taste. And I can't tell you what it tastes like um, until you taste it. But think of along that line and you'll be okay. And um, you can take those and then once you pull the petals back out, you can either um, smush them with the sugar, but I'd prefer you didn't, or, or you can just use that sugar as magnolia sugar in your sugar cookies as part of your from scratch recipe. And it has a very good taste to it. You can take the magnolias that you, the, the flowers that were in the sugar, and make yourself a simple syrup or mix them into honey and make a glaze uh, for the cookies as well. Another thing you can make with magnolia flowers is pickled magnolia flowers. You can pickle them, honestly, you really can. And again, they'll taste perky. Uh, the good thing about pickling anything, any kind of flower, is that it's a way you can preserve spring for later in the year, and it's a way you can have an extra added flavor layer to anything you're making. Now for me, I would probably take pickled magnolia myself uh, and eat it in the way you're not really ready for, um, but I do like it. I have done it once. And that is, I would probably chop it up. I'm going to say for me, not it doesn't have to be for you. I like it doesn't mean you like it. But for me, I'd try, if I were you trying it for the first time, to just put it in something like a simple chicken salad. Uh, the kind with the little green grapes. You know, you can find that in any recipe site. And just put a little, little bit of pickled magnolia in there. And if you're adventurous, a little pickled garlic too. And you will really love it. I mean, I, I would. It depends on how adventurous you are. But give it a shot. Um, don't, don't knock it till you try it. You may find you found a, a delicacy. Now, I don't want to focus just on petals. But one more thing I would like you to think about, and that is the fact that you can take magnolia and dry it. It won't be pretty, but you can dehydrate it. And what you can do is once you've dehydrated it, you could make a, a tea or even an incense. Although we know that unless something has tea leaves in it, it's really a tisane. But 
you can take those same magnolia flowers once they're dried and crumbled up and you can add them to stew did you know that you can it'll taste so good uh, another thing you can do is take the cleaned fresh flowers and put a few into a jar with some fresh uncultured unpasteurized honey raw honey and let that sit in your cabinet for two or three weeks and uh, make sure you dry the petals off by the way and um, put them in your cabinet now when I say your cabinet I mean in a nice cold cabinet in your root cellar if you don't have a root cellar or a cold spot in your house um, for me I don't I have to put it in the back of my fridge which is you know basically the same thing for me and you leave it in there for a couple of weeks and you will have magnolia honey again it is not a flavor you will expect so be prepared for something different I recommend serving it with shortbread cookies or even at a tea party if you want just to put on the side for a dip uh, for your pitas or even for your smaller taquitos because it's really really good um, you don't have to take my word for it try it but it's not just about petals you can also take those beautiful magnolia leaves and they are good for soup people actually do cook with them uh, of course we don't hear about it all the time we've gotten out of the habit of foraging we've gotten away from the habit of wondering is this food safe is this food not safe what can I do with this leaf what can I do with this stem what can I do with this flower what can I do with this fruit we pretty much go to the supermarket and take whatever they tell us our standard vegetables and fruits and what we're supposed to eat and what leaves are acceptable and what stems are acceptable and what bark is acceptable I'm looking at you cinnamon so you know you really have to try to break out of that habit of having people tell you what is acceptable and do some you know reading and go and look and explore and talk to some foragers there's foragers in almost every state and you know there's some pretty good groups out there just forage responsibly and you will find there's a whole world of tastes and experiences waiting for you to discover it and you will be so glad that you did now I want to be clear on how to eat magnolia leaves and the most easy way is to dry them and powder or grind them up and that's because you can use them to sprinkle on food you use them like bay leaves as well to flavor soups or roasts you know and you can even steam your food in magnolia leaves it's not that different from steaming your food in a banana leaf except for the texture and the regular usage but I do know even though they turn a really wicked grimy you know kind of grody color you can make the leaves you know it's like little boats to put your meat in and um, it's, it's just really up to you or if you don't eat meat you can put like maybe a small rice pilaf or some other uh, cornstarch creation it's really up to you I don't want to leave anyone behind I can hear you groaning I know did you really think you were gonna get out of here with at least one mom joke you thought wrong um, okay so another thing you can do is that 
some of them you can actually, if they're tender, there are some species of magnolia you can treat like a table green. So you can definitely um, stir fry them, maybe put them with some ramps, uh, if you like a little spice and some garlic and some, or maybe some alliums in addition to the ramps because those are already an allium and you could just have yourself a grand old time. Um, probably like throw everyone for a loop because their taste buds weren't ready but um it it would be fun it it probably would be fun you could probably even uh put magnolia leaves into the food processor with some spinach and uh some water and oil and make a nice emulsification and then use that to make a nice baked good so you know these recipes are online you can find these things online and if you can't give me a holler over on uh my magical cottage poor life shire and we'll talk and i'll send you a recipe okay but only on request i'm not i'm not just going to put it out there because it's based on someone else's recipes and i don't want to do that so i'm still perfecting my version that i want to tweak a little bit before i start putting it out there okay all right and i guess there's one more thing And that one last thing is to say goodbye. And I know we had a really good episode. It was a really quick one. You know, it wasn't a super long one. But I think that you'll find that as you listen to it a second time, it will flower into your mind all the different things you might have missed. Yes, I know that was kind of cheesy. I know. But speaking of cheesy, did you know that you could wrap your cheese in magnolia blooms and it would take on a certain kind of flavor, but only do it right before you're going to serve it for table for about an hour. You don't want to, uh, trust me, you don't want that reaction to be going on overnight. Also, and you can hear my cat in the background, by the way. Yes, Fluffy the Destroyer of Worlds in the background. Um, But another thing I wanted to point out with the magnolia is that A little known fact is, it is a relation to pawpaw, another fruit that is found almost primarily and solely at this point through foraging because no one's really selling them except for like at farmer's markets. So, you know, the pawpaw is really elusive at this point trying to find it. So at least you can find its cousin, the magnolia. Who knows? Maybe... You know, learning to eat the magnolia will give you a nose for the papa. The nose may wind up knowing. Okay, so that's enough of that. So I really do enjoy our time together. I love talking with my friends and we're friends, right? So come join me next time on My Magical Cottagecore Life. Goodbye. Goodbye.